Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. In Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 25, God says, I'll refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Does God care about you? Do you need divine wisdom for living? Tune in to the refreshing words of Calvary Baptist Church as Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, the senior pastor, and other ministers share the word of God with you. This on every Saturday from 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And now, the message. It is my joy to welcome you to the refreshing word coming to you from the pulpit ministry of Calvary Baptist Church, a member church of the Ghana Baptist Convention. This is Pastor Fred Davey. How are you? I trust you are well. God's grace has made it possible for you and I to meet again through the medium of radio to preach the word. This year, as much as possible, by God's grace, we shall be looking through the book of Luke. Looking at Luke, the gospel presented from the point of view of the gospel writer, Luke. The aim of these studies is to help you to be a student of the Bible systematically, to know the word of God, to say, yes, I've read the word of God, I've understood it. So I will advise you when you are coming to the word of God, a refreshing time, have your Bible open and follow and read like the Bereans. Mark what is there. If it's yours and there are some verses that strike you, underline them and study them again. We will not be able to cover everything to the death that you want, but we will be able to seriously touch on what needs to be known. And we are open for questioning. If you have any questions or comments, call us or write to us. We'll be more than happy to answer these questions. So looking through Luke today, our study will take us to Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11. Luke 5, 1 to 11. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. Because you are such a good God, and you love us. You are willing to help us understand your word, and you call us to follow you. I pray that the hour of sharing your word will be a meaningful time, and that your people will learn from your word and be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. When Jesus came, he came so that we can be reconciled to God. He came to preach the good news. But he also came to call some core people who he wanted to train so that they can carry on his mission, expand the ministry. God always desires to use people in the ministry, people who will be convinced, will be converted, and who will carry the word on. So we see in Luke chapter 5, Jesus calls his first disciples. We read, One day as a crowd was pressing on him to listen to God's word, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats lying on the shore, but the fishermen had stepped out of their boats and were washing their nets. So Jesus got into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon, and asked him to push out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and began to teach the crowds from the boat. When he had finished, 
speaking, he told Peter, Push out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll lower the nets. After the men had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled their boats until the boats began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Leave me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Because Simon and all the people who were with him were amazed at the number of fish they had caught. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, and Simon's partners. Then Jesus told Simon, Stop being afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. So when they had brought the boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. The Lord blessed the reading and the sharing of his word to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We read here about many people who were following Jesus Christ. And they had many, many reasons for following him. Some came out of curiosity. Some came to find out whether he's the Messiah. Some came later on to be fed. Some came to be healed. And they had many reasons, just like we have today. But Jesus also has reason for coming to work with humanity. He came to save us so that we can be reconciled to Jesus. Those who followed him were part-time disciples. Sometimes they went back to their fishing nets. At first, Christ would let them go like that, come and go. But a time came when he was going to launch into public ministry that he needed to call some. You see, Jesus invites all of us to be his followers, but some are called into full-time ministry. And this is what we see Jesus doing. At first, Christ called Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And the second time, Christ calls these four, they leave their nets and become full-time disciples. So he had been working with them. Let's see what happens. The place, Christ came to them and they were already working. See, as the crowd were pressing on Jesus to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake Gennesaret. He saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. They were there. Lake Gennesaret was a popular place. It was also known as the Sea of Galilee. And here, these fishermen were busy washing their nets. They had toiled all night. They didn't catch much but they still had to clean their nets and get them ready for the next time. We see that these were people who were hardworking people. And it's amazing that God seems to be attracted to people who are already at work. God is not interested in lazy people. There are people when they cannot do anything, when they fail their exams, when they are frustrated, then they see that as God calling them. Well, God can call anybody, but over and over again, we see in scripture that people who are called by God sometimes are very busy. They are caught in their own busyness. And when God calls them, 
Sometimes they find it reluctant to leave their jobs. But ultimately, when they feel that this is the work of God, this is the call of God, they come to him and they follow him. So God called them. The book of James tells us something. It is a sin for a person who knows what to do and doesn't do it. If you feel that God is calling you into full-time ministry, follow him and do it. But if he's calling you just to be a bivocational or to be a good disciple, whilst you still keep your job as a lawyer, as a carpenter, as a market person, do it. He's not forcing anyone to, to follow him and go into full-time ministry. So don't give that as an excuse because God can use anybody. What you need to do as a normal, ordinary disciple is to be busy doing your job and doing it for a good testimony as doing it unto the Lord. And don't be lazy in reading your Bible, in praying, in witnessing. And when the time comes and God wants to move you to a notch higher and make more demands on you, he will do that because it is his job to do it. So he saw these disciples at this other time. And what happened? He saw them, they had gone fishing, and they didn't catch anything. So he comes to Peter and tells him, look, Peter, push your boat a little bit into the sea. And he sat down and used his boat as a platform for preaching. He taught people, he preached from a boat. And the people gathered on the shore to listen to him. He might have been a strong man, had quite a good voice, and people could listen to him. And they listen, and they listen. Well, we don't know how long they listen. But obviously, Peter did not finish mending the net. Peter did not go home. Peter also was there and listened. He was there. After Jesus had finished, he told Peter, put out your net into the deep water and let down for a catch. Hmm. Peter, who was a professional fisherman, heard this instruction of Jesus who by career was a carpenter. And look at what Peter said in verse 5. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing, but at your word, I'll let down the nets. Peter had fished all night and caught nothing because fishermen worked in the night, the cool night. The fishes will be trapped, the fish will come in the net, and they will drag this net at dawn and sell it. They had caught nothing. They seemed to be frustrated. Hope was lost. But Jesus said, well, I've used your boat, and let me show you that I'm the master of the sea, master of everything. Once you have been so generous to give me your boat, let me give you something in return. Jesus seemed to be saying, he said, do this. The amazing thing was that Peter was willing to obey Jesus' command. Let me ask you, my dear listening friend, are we ready to fully obey Jesus in all things? Yes, Peter followed Jesus' invitation, Jesus' admonition, and he put the net there. And what do we see? <laughs> when they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. It was almost like a miracle. Fish from nowhere seem to be gathered somewhere where they can be caught in the net. This came out because of obedience. Obedience, obedience. 
When you follow the Lord, he blesses you. He causes things to happen to work for your good. Peter was so overjoyed because he could not drag the net. So he had to call other partners. And they all came and they helped him. And they will be wondering, what is happening here? Who catches fish in the morning? Who catches this size of fish with a single throw? And it was so touching that Peter will have to say something. Verses 8 and 9, when these things happened, Peter had a different perspective of the Jesus that he had been following, of the Jesus he had heard about, of the Jesus he thought was just a carpenter. When he saw what had happened, being a man who had fished so many times, when he followed Jesus as in an act of obedience, and he saw the fishes in the net, verse 8 and 9 says, when Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, go away from me because I'm a sinful man, Lord. He was amazed and those who were with him were also amazed. Well, it looks like Peter had a different opinion of Jesus from that time. He wasn't wrong. He saw something. If he had any respect for Jesus, now he really believed in him. Now he's willing to confess that Jesus is a different person. He's the Messiah. And what does he ask Jesus to do? So leave me. Leave me alone. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinful man. Leave me. Leave me. There are many of us, when Jesus wants to approach us, when he wants to use us, we are afraid. We are fearful. We don't want him to use us because we think so much about our sins. But look at the invitation of Jesus. Look at the call of Jesus, verses 10 and 11. And so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. They were all there. They were all excited, but they were afraid. And Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were fearful. They saw Jesus and were not prepared for what they saw. He became afraid. Now Jesus said, come and follow me. You will not be catching fish. You will be catching men and women. You will be so winners. Up to this time, he had caught fish. And up to this time, they were fishermen. Now on, there will be people who will be catching what? Men, souls. Because that is what Jesus came for. But he told them something what they should be determined to do. Verse 11, Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. Hallelujah. Think about this. These businessmen left everything and followed Jesus. They left their family, they left their friends, and followed Jesus. We will see later on in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus tells those he calls, See, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And we see these disciples were willing to follow Jesus and follow him because what he did, he proved to them that he is the provider, he is the Messiah, he's able to give us more than we can ever ask or imagine. That even when there seems to be no breakthrough, when the fishes were not even obviously there. He could bring them into our sight. 
And so they were saying, oh, if the man can do this, and he's calling us to come and make us fishers of men, who are we? We'll follow him. Now we'll advance the story and see another person that Jesus called. Jesus also called a man called Matthew or Levi. And we see that also in Luke chapter 5, verses 27 and 29. You see, Jesus calls this man to do his work. He says, after this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So leaving everything behind, he got up and began to follow him. He followed Jesus. He left everything and followed Jesus. We see very a very interesting dynamic thing here. Jesus is calling people to follow him, to do God's work and to do his work. We see clearly that God depends on people who can accomplish his work and is willing to come and work with every man, every woman, every child, every Tom, Dick and Harry. When he calls you, when you feel that strong call, when you feel that passion, when you feel that sensitivity, he's willing to come to you. Now, it doesn't really matter what people think you are and who they think you are. Peter thought he was a sinner. And as for Matthew, there was something more interesting. In verse 29, Matthew hosted a grand banquet in his house. Now there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others who he invited to come with him. And when they were there, people were grumbling that Jesus had gone to these people who were sinners. Tax collectors were considered cheats and liars just like we do these days, erroneously thinking that everyone who works in the tax office is either collecting bribes or is a thief, is a liar. So they thought, well, Matthew could have been. But you see, nothing prevents Jesus from converting you and for changing you because he came to look for sinners. So he took time and followed Matthew and went to his house to eat with him. And Matthew's friends came. Who were they? They were possibly Task collectors, classmates, people coming from his unit. Jesus was about the business of winning souls. If you want to fish, you go into the sea to fish. If you want to save souls, you go where they are sinners. Then you can preach and teach the word of God and they will follow you. Jesus was interested in their souls. And so when Matthew threw the party and his friends came, Jesus was excited. This is how Jesus He's excited in everyone. He calls a big, big, big fish. He caught a big fish called Matthew. Matthew invited his friends and they were willing to come. And Jesus was there. He was there to witness to them. He was there to show that they are also welcome to his family. You see, in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, we read. Ezekiel 22, 30, we read. I search for a man among them who repair the wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land so that I might not destroy it, but I found none. Yes, God is still calling out today for men and women to be saved out of their rottenness, out of their politics, out of anything and everything that separates men and women from God. Say, so who is going to stand in the gap? Matthew had the call was willing to come. 
James, John, Peter had the call, were willing to come. Are you willing to come? Sometimes we listen too much to people who would only like to complain. But when Jesus called Matthew, look at what happened. In Luke 5, 30 to 32, we find people who complained. But the Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus replied to them, The healthy don't need a doctor, but the sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Hallelujah. Yes, they criticized him, and he heard it, and he gave them an answer. Friends, you feel sick because of your sin. Are you so bored with yourself? Have you disappointed yourself that you can't meet even your own standards? That your sins have found you out? They've called you names. You call yourself name. You're hiding away from everything and everything. I tell you today, Jesus still loves you and is calling you. Will you come to him? Come. He's willing to accept you. Come. Any day when you make that decision, he'll receive you. Look at the type of people he called. Ordinary, simple fishermen. And Peter had no doubt that Jesus was a holy man. And he, Peter, was a sinner. But it was Jesus who decided to say, come. And what did he say? Come, and I will make you. I will train you. I will convert you. I will coach you. I will guide you. Oh, he will guide you. He will guide you. He will lead you. So when Jesus calls, and he's still calling today, he's calling us today so that we can follow him. As you bring this sermon to a close, or this teaching to a close, let's look at a few things. Jesus still calls people today. However, there are many who are spiritually deaf. They hear, but they don't hear. They are not willing to follow. They hear the voice of Jesus, but there are other things that take them away from following Jesus. Maybe money, maybe power, maybe politics, it may be prestige, it may be shy, they may be shy, they may be proud, they may think they are too young, they need to rejoice. But you see, following Jesus, you have to make a decision. He's still calling either as a believer who is being discipled by Jesus or calling you into full-time ministry. Whichever it is, whichever way it is, he's still calling today. People who are born by his spirit, people who are committed to him. And following Jesus in these last days, just like those early days, it requires four things. One, there must be the desire. We have a choice. No one forces us to follow Jesus. He invited these fishermen and they followed him. He invited Matthew and he followed him. He's still inviting you today. Will you follow him? Will you follow him? It's a choice you must make. Say, yes, Jesus, I've heard your voice. I come to you today. Receive me. Receive me. Let me be your disciple. Coach me, lead me, guide me. Let your spirit help me. If this is your desire, if this is your prayer, I'm telling you, the Lord will receive you. And we will be glad, like any Bible-believing church, to help you if you will contact us. Secondly, there must be a denial. We must be willing to forget our own selfish plans and desires. These disciples were fishermen, but Jesus said, I have another plan for you. Yes, you will fish, 
but this time you'll be fishers of men. The call changes your direction to find what you were really created to do. Sometimes we go into a vocation, we go into a lifestyle, we go into some business, because man must live with place to mark direction. But you know, when God calls you and responds, he properly aligns you or realigns you so that his plans become your plan. His, I mean, he, your desire becomes what he desires. So you must be willing to deny yourself and say, Lord, I want to follow your plan. Thirdly, there must be a dedication. Some dedication. Christ must have all of us fully dedicated to him until death do us part. The Lord, I come to you and I'm willing, I'll stay with you until death do us part. And people who are de dedicated to Jesus, I'm telling you, even the devil cannot stop them. Yes, they may fall into sin, may fall into temptation, but they'll be determined. They are dedicated to give their all to Jesus. What didn't the apostles go through? What didn't Peter and his people go through? Through thick and thin, they stuck with Jesus. And we are told after his death, they still continued to serve him. That is why we have the gospel today. Do you have the desire? Are you willing to forget your plans and follow Jesus and do his plans and follow his plans for your life? Are you dedicated to him? The last D is that you must be determined to serve him daily, daily, daily. Determined daily to serve and follow him all the way. It's amazing. Jesus does not give all his plans to us in one day. He says, follow me, follow me, follow me daily. You know, there were many, many tax collectors in Matthew's day. But you know, Matthew became a determined disciple of Jesus. Today he has a book by his name, The Gospel of Matthew. I wonder what happened to his tax records. Well, Jesus chooses you only for the best. There were so many fishermen who had made money from fishing. But you know Peter, James, John, the sons of Zebedee, today their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life because they followed Jesus. I should bring the sermon to a close. Will this song be your prayer? Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, Pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak and you are mighty. Hold me with your precious hand. Oh, I pray for you, my dear friend, that God's plan for your life will come to fruition, that he will lead you, he will guide you, and you will follow him all the days of your life. Yes, from the first century, he called some and they followed him. Even up to today, he's calling you be a fully functioning disciple of Jesus. Will you hear his call? Will you respond to his call? There are trials, there are challenges, and there are victories. I want to so live that when he comes, he will tell me, well done, good and faithful servant. And that commendation, that prize, that good news, awaits everybody to hear the master say, well done. Let that be your prayer. Guide me, guide me. Oh Lord, guide me. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Oh friend, and you ask him to fill you with his spirit, to touch you, to heal you, to take your resources, your money, your time, your talent, your treasures into his service. He's calling you. You are saved. You serve. You serve him. 
Let us pray. Father, we thank you for knowing us before we're born and for wooing us with your spirit until we make that decision for you. I pray for my listening friends that you would have touched somebody today in their home, in the hospital, in the car, while they are lying down thinking about other things. May they hear your voice and like Peter, like James, like John, like Matthew. May they be determined to live all and follow you, knowing that you never and ever disappoint any who follow you. You'll be glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Till next week, stay blessed. This has been the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us, God willing, next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabraka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.